I know over the years I've struggled many times with personal grooming. Welcome along. This is the Long Snapper podcast and anybody who wants to get a full detailed rundown of the 2021 NFL draft has hopefully done so in other places. We're here to bring you the usual nonsense, um, our usual regular features, obviously. Um, but yeah, you know what you're going to get. Um, it's Adam, Rich, Pat and Mark all with you today. How are we all, gentlemen? Good, thank Good. you, Adam. I'm enjoying the uh, school uniform walk at Rockin' this evening. <laughs> school uniform? Well, yeah, that's fair. I think that's, fair. That is fair, actually. That's... Yeah. No, I've, I've, been, I've been in an office with actual people today and none of them mentioned it but maybe it doesn't look so bad in person i'm hoping <laughs> otherwise i'm really embarrassed I think very handsome adam thanks mark I appreciate yeah, that it. too that too I, I don't think you're handsome if if you're expecting a compliment in return mark Fuck it's you. only Fuck you, it's, a, it's only because where he's positioned the camera we now can't see the top of his head so we <laughs> actually roy your hair seems to have calmed down a bit lately. i got a haircut it was great which which one was cut Plenty by the looks of that. Yeah. All right. Um, I didn't we... realise Bristol City Council were doing haircuts now. <laughs> I don't know what you're implying there, Mark. <laughs> I think it's fairly clear what he's implying. <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, um, we're going to start with a quiz because this is a long snapper podcast and that's what we do. Um, and Pat, you've got something for us, I believe, I hope. Certainly do. We are going to play a game of play your cards right, um, last man standing. So I'm going to do from the 2020 regular season stats, we're going to do three rounds. Um, the first one starting with Adam, the second one starting with Mark, the third one starting with Rich and proceeding in alphabetical order. If you get the higher or lower correct, you then choose the next person that the person after you has to get correct. And one wrong answer and you're out of the round, winner of the round gets a point. Okay. Sort of I, makes um, sense. Craig would have stood a Greg, sorry, would have stood a chance. But it'll be fine. We'd have put him last and he'd have worked out by the time we got to him. That's the that's the tic tac there. If if I was quizmaster, I'd definitely put him in first. You're <laughs> <laughs> a lot crueler than me. To be fair. So, first round, um, we're going to go receiving yards, regular season receiving yards, and we're going to start with two of my favourite players. Will Fuller V had 879 receiving yards. Was he higher, or sorry, no, was Robbie Anderson higher or lower than 879 receiving yards? Um, I mean, <laughs> that shouldn't be hard, should it? I've got to say higher. You are correct, Tyler. He was 1,096. Who would you like Mark to name? Who would I like Mark to name? Yeah, I said that badly. Who would you like Mark to be challenged by? What? Name a player? Name a receiver, yeah. And then Mark would say higher or lower for I, that receiver. Did I explain Greg it that really bad? did have no chance of getting the balls <laughs> this, did he? Well, okay. Um, uh... <laughs> Christ. Um, like, now you've got to come up with your answer and you've got to come up with the next question. Yep. <laughs> this is basically so a zero prep quiz. I like it. <laughs> Genius. All right, let's give Mark Corey Davis. Corey Davis. 
Okay, Mark. Corey Davis, higher or lower than 1,096? I don't know. I would have put them fairly close. That's why Adam Kidd has done my job well. (laughs) (laughs) Completely by accident, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Corey Davis was... It's a complete guess. I've no idea, but I'll say fewer. It was 112 yards fewer at 984. Five places lower in the table. So pick pick a receiver for Mark. Sorry, for Rich. Rich. Okay, let's go for... Uh, I'm trying to think of someone obscure. Someone like Robert Woods. Oh, he had quite a lot of receiving yards. That's annoying, but he's it's like third receiver in that unit. It's got to be fewer. It is fewer, but only by 58. 936 what? receiving yards. We're good at setting these questions. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm... That, that doesn't get any reward either. That's no, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, a player that I that normally does well, but I think this season didn't. So he's a difficult one. T. Y. Hilton. Oh, uh, I think he missed enough time through injuries, so I'm gonna say lower. You are correct. Seven hundred and sixty-two. The biggest gap so far. Seven hundred. Okay. Thinking of receivers is hard. I'm hoping this makes my next one easier. If it helps you, there's 499 eligible players in this category. (laughs) Thanks. Including an offensive tackle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, hopefully I'll hit some of Yeah, receiving yards. Yeah, okay. What what number? 400 and something, wasn't it? 762. 700. Let's see, I'm paying attention. Mark, (laughs) I'm going to give... You, uh, Dawson Knox. Dawson <laughs> Knox. I mean, <laughs> I think he's much lower. You'd be correct. He had yeah. 288 receiving yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that that threw me a little bit because it was so obvious. I was just trying to think of Bill's players. <laughs> that was probably the worst thing I could Bill's possibly players do. Bill's players who weren't the best of the entire league <laughs> in this category. Yeah. Um, well, that makes Rich's answer, unless I can think of someone who's basically done really badly. Um, let's try and think of someone who's not had a great year. Um, let's go... Or, I don't know. Jimmy Graham. Oh, nice. That's what we said about Jimmy Graham for a long time. <laughs> I think he, I think he might be fewer. Oh, and you fewer. are out. Jimmy oh. Graham had 156, but I will let you name one for Adam. Okay. Uh, let's go with. Try to think of. Just got steadily right. harder as the numbers got lower. <laughs> After you mentioned Dawson Knox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> oh, Kareem Hunt. Oh, jeez. Oh, running back in the mix. Yeah. Um, oh. More or less than Jimmy Graham. I mean, see, he could have, he could have, like, an 80-yard touchdown or something could completely throw this. That's the, that's the horrible <laughs> thing about that. Um. So he's probably got quite a few receiving yards anyway. Uh, no. Fewer. Fewer is correct. 304. Phew. 
All right. Um, <laughs> this is where the bar is now, isn't it? Kareem Hunt. Okay. <laughs> Just second string running backs. <laughs> Name someone that's got yeah. yards on the season. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> oh. Well, if I, if I learned anything from Jack, he can't catch the ball at all, right? <laughs> Which means not, he's not Jack. A thousand yards receiving. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to say fewer. You are correct. He was fewer by seven yards. Two hundred ninety-seven. <laughs> um, okay, we're back down in Dawson Knox territory again now, aren't we? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so he missed loads of. This might be. This may be obvious, and I don't know the answer, but because he missed so much time, I'm going to say Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, when did he go down? That was what, like week two or three, something like that. I think he played a bit more than that, but not much. What was the what was the figure, Pat? Yardage. Higher or lower than two hundred and ninety-seven yards. Lower. Incorrect. Mark takes point oh. one. He had three hundred and nineteen yards from seven appearances. That was a great receptions. All right, Mark to start round two. Rushing yards. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Now, how many categ- how many in this category? Hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming a lot. Pat, I need you know. 323 eligible players with a, a positive rushing yard on the season or more. I've started you off with um, a turnaround at the Jaguars. So, Dare Ogunbowale was our second highest rusher with 145 yards, excluding Gardner Minshew. Um, We've recruited Carlos Hyde in a free agency. Did he have more or less than 145 last year? Carlos Hyde. I would have really enjoyed this if Mark goes out on the first one. Fuck you, pal. Love you. Carlos Hyde. He's got to be more. He has to be more. He is more. 356. Would you like to name someone for Rich? Yes, I would. I'm going to say, um, let's go for that that man that left you to go and play somewhere else and ultimately win a Super Bowl, but wasn't didn't set the world alight. Let's go for Leonard Fournette. Oh, that's got to be more, surely. It is more, but he did most of his work in the postseason. He only had 367, so it was only 11 more. Wow, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh... There is someone in between him and Hyde if you're feeling really gay. I am. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that's a a good shout. Oh. Because I I honestly can't remember how early he got injured. Three games, I think. Or was injured during the third game, I think. Uh, Mark's been very helpful to people tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I've no idea whether Mark's facts are true or not. Um, (laughs) They're not great. Sorry, Greg. I'm going to say lower. You are correct. 225. (laughs) Who on earth am I going to come out with now? Also, who on earth is at my door at (laughs) 8.54? Um... Seriously, 
Wayne Gorman. No, that's Gorman. That's terrible. Oh, no, I've messed up. That's just no. I've got to go with it though. Wayne Gorman. Wayne Gorman. As Greg's not here, so let's go with a Giants player. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, more, more. Yeah. Load, six hundred eighty-two. Okay. Um. Someone who's been replaced, James Connor. Uh. Obviously, it was Amazon, by the way. <laughs> I assumed it was local election stuff really late. Oh, my work, my work colleague had um, Sadiq Khan knock on her door on Sunday, which is quite exciting. Mm. <laughs> uh, wait, what was the what was the total I've got to match? Higher or lower than 682 yards for James Connor? Oh, I'm going to go... This has got to be really close. Higher? Higher is correct. 39 higher at 721. Oh, yeah, I did think that was going to be close. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who to go for first. Adam. Let's go with... Oh, let's go with the rookie. Uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre uh, Swift. I'm going to fairly decisively say lower there. You were fairly decisively correct. He had 521, 200 lower. All right. Um, how about Curry? No, no, that would be terrible again. Um... <laughs> we didn't get a full main there, so I'll let that one slide. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really struggling with this. I just can't remember stuff. <laughs> like, so if it was ago, three years ago, I'd be all over it. Or the 1980s. Great. But... Why don't you say Derek Henry, mate? Try him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, no, I'm going to give you David Johnson. David Johnson it is. He started okay, but then he fell off the cliff. So I'd be very surprised if he's higher. So yeah, um... Yeah, I'm going to say lower. You are incorrect. He had 691, 170 higher. Mark is gone. I'm guaranteed the third round. Mark, set one for Rich. 691 is the par score. 691, okay. So let's think of someone fairly middle of the road. Um, Todd Gurley. Gurley. It's the main back of the Falcon side. Gotta say higher. Todd Gurley, 678. That is lower. That means Adam gets the point. Oh, unbelievable. Devastating. <laughs> final round. Rich to start us off. What happens uh, if Rich gets the point for the final round? <laughs> well, I've got a fourth <laughs> I've got a fourth round. All right, so possibly the final round. We're but, you all know. losers. Also, Adam, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> I think so in this talk- format, anything is possible, to be fair. It's true. He's just let's guessing, and that's where I come into my own. Let's talk Bears quarterbacks, then. Um, Andy Dalton, 2,169 passing yards last year. Was that eclipsed or worsened by Nick Foles? Ooh. I would say... I would say Foles is fewer. Balls is fewer, 1,852. <laughs> Good start. 
Ooh, all right, we're in that range. I am going to go with Alex Smith. Oh, fewer. Alex, definitely. Must be. Alex Smith, it's an anagram. 1,582. So lower is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the starter there for a while. Yeah, but... Games, apparently. During the good bit of their season. <laughs> all right, from Alex Smith, Mark, I'm going to give you Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, Bill's backup QB Mitchell Trubisky, you mean? Um, you think you want to draw attention to that? <laughs> he's a good backup. Let him off. As soon as he became a Bills player, then I'll defend the guy to the hilt now. <laughs> Shit. Now he's a Bills Never player. Now, now he's a Bills player, I'll, I'll die for him. Um, <laughs> having said that, well, I don't know, actually. If we're going from Alex Smith to him, Mitch played more games than he did last year, I think. Yeah, but you got about eight passing yards a game. <laughs> Remember I that think... interceptions don't lower your passing yards. <laughs> I'm backing the guy. He's a Bills quarterback. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying Mitch was higher than Alex Smith. Mitch was higher than Alex Smith, 2055. Not Good luck, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, not, let's gloss over that. <laughs> Um, let's go with just because it'll be fun and he missed lots of the season let's go with Jimmy G oh Jimmy Garoppolo definitely fewer indeed 1096 the lowest so far damn it but we know what sort of territory we're now in, which is going to be fun. <laughs> we do. We sink to the bottom very quickly, don't we? We're so close, I can see two Jaguars tight ends. Oh, tight ends, quarterbacks. We may as well be fucking tight ends. <laughs> well, Tim Tebow, if the rumours are to be believed. You know. <laughs> QB slash TE. That's a great one. I love those. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. He's got somewhere around there. He only really played one game, didn't he? Mm, I, I've, I've, few. Fewer. Fewer. Fewer is correct, but only by 35. <laughs> very <laughs> I thought it was more. 25. I've done the math wrong. 1,061. 1,061. All right. I've got to give you Taysom Hill, Mark. Taysom Hill, Mark. <laughs> He basically got the ball and ran with it, so yeah, I'm, I'm saying fairly confidently he's lower. You're right, but you're not right to be confident. He's one place lower in the table with 928. Wow. <laughs> Do you think we can get this right down to that Broncos <laughs> practice squad receiver who started a game? Do you think we can get it there? <laughs> you're talking about Rippon? No. No. The receiver. I'm not sure the receiver um, actually had a positive reception. He had one, didn't he? He had, he had one. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember who, what his name was. No. Hilton, just found him. Cool. Right. From Taysom Hill. Yes. Why are we down here? Why are we talking about that guy? Jesus. <laughs> you know you I can take like, it way back up if you well, like. I feel like, like I, I feel like I want to. Just <laughs> it gives you a bloody like easy layup. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sending it like a little bit higher. I'm going to go Dwayne Haskins. I'm like, like you told him the answer. With I'm assuming it's higher, yeah. 
play masking. I'm not sure that is. I mean, it must be higher. It can't be by a lot, though. Yeah, fine. I'm going to go higher. He's going higher, and he's right by 511 yards. 1,439 for Dwayne Haskins. But that says more about Dwayne Haskins than it does about having Taysom Hill, doesn't it? If you can only beat a tight end by 500 yards. <laughs> All right. I am going to give you a man who I think I put up quite a lot of yardage before getting horrifically brutalised. Uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Uh, higher. Dak Prescott was higher, 1,856. In something like four games, which is unbelievable. (laughs) I thought it would be closer than that. This is starting to get hard. All right. Nick Mullins. (laughs) 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 Two yards at a time. How many many games did he play? That's that's why this is beautifully tricky, isn't it? (laughs) That's, That's the skill here. Oh... This isn't isn't going, this person's better than this person. It's remembering how much they actually played. Yeah. Only because he must, where he played a lot more games, I'm going to say higher, but I'm not confident at all about that. You're correct. 2,437, the highest in the list so far. Nick Mullins, we've reached our peak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Let's go with someone else who got injured. Um, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh, it's got to be fewer. It is not fewer. Wow. Out. 2,688 yards for Joe Burrow. That means we have to have a winner from this round. Rich, set one for Adam. Oh. Um... Uh... How about Gardner Minshew? Gardner Minshew. Um, I'm going to say lower. You would be correct. 2,259. Uh, where do I go from there? Where do Dawson. I go? What about Dawson Knox, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> tempting. Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Seriously, where do I go from there? I'm, I'm struggling to think of quarterbacks who've sort of had half a season that's it that's where it gets tricky um oh jeez half a season or just dreadful (laughs) you've got to be incredibly dreadful haven't you i didn't realize quite how much pain i'd set myself up for when i set this round (laughs) that is horrible um oh okay, okay now i've got one two a tag of a lower I love oh, the fact that it took you that long to come up with the question that Mark had to answer. When he was answering a question. <laughs> He's less, sure. He is less, 1,814. Right, so let's be... Definitely the harder bit of this by a long way. <laughs> so let's see who had a better season out of him or the guy that was constantly replacing him. And uh, we'll say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz has got to be more. Fitz is way more. 2,091. Not way more. All right, it's comfortably more. Enough more. Yeah, it is more. All right. I'm going to give you Sam Darnold and his massive face. 
only because I think he's play he played slightly more games um, until he got knackered. I'm going to say more. He is more. He's two places higher in the table with 2,208 yards, having played three more games. Cam Newton. Uh, fewer. Cam Newton is more, so Mark wins the quiz, as is traditional. <laughs> well played, Mark. 2,657 yards for Cam Newton, 24. Did this, that, we did, this we didn't get above the... 24th in this list, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this might Talking be about the really good stuff isn't Longstreet Brand, is it? <laughs> Wow. Well, do we have time to talk about anything related to the draft? I'm not sure that we do after that. <laughs> um, uh. we, we probably should. Um, well, the, one of the biggest stories on draft day or the, the hours leading up to the draft was something that didn't end up happening. And that was the possibility that Aaron Rodgers could have been traded, um, which... It seemed to throw a spanner into a lot of people's thinking. Suddenly there were 31 different teams that were going to trade for Aaron Rodgers, um, or certainly rumours of, of those. Um, it didn't end up happening, but that seemed to be the, the dominating story. It, well, the fact that it broke, what, two hours before the start of the draft, all of a sudden everyone was scrambling. But as far as I can tell from the reports, the, the Packers just went nope to everyone. So it's not like... There was actually any any potential movement there, so I assume all of the front offices all called Green Bay, all got rebuffed, and then went back to their draft strategy, while all the media were frothing at the mouth about it. But is is there is something wrong? I mean, it's fairly clear that a relationship has broken down in Green Bay. Um, who exactly with is perhaps less clear, or whether it's just everybody. Um, so. I mean, I, st I still can't say for sure that it won't happen now or later. Um, but obviously, a lot of the, the carrots that teams have been able to dangle to towards Green Bay have gone. They're, I don't think they could get rid of him purely because what it would do to the fan base of that franchise and how they would view the team moving forward. This, this for me, boils back to when they drafted Jordan Love last year and as soon as they selected him over any kind of weapon for Aaron Rodgers, he looked at the the GM, whose name I can't pronounce, is it Gudekunst? And went, you know, fuck Sorry, you. Sorry, say that again. Gudekunst. <laughs> um, he looked at it and thought, fuck you. He, it's, it's been widely reported that he refers to him as Jerry Krause now, who is the GM of the Bulls that got rid of Michael Jordan. That's, that's um, amazing. Yeah, and, but that's essentially him referring to himself as Michael Jordan of the NFL. So, you know, wind your neck in a little bit, Aaron, but I can see why. <laughs> um, but Never lack he, confidence, that lad. Yeah, um, he clearly, you know, he's gone through a season and, and was brilliant. So, but he was clearly still better about it. And he's clearly the type of guy that holds a grudge. Then they went through that game against the Buccaneers with the fucked up calls that basically cost him a shot in the uh in at the Super Bowl and you just get the impression that he's had enough and I don't know there's there's rumors that he's going to retire if they don't trade him um I, I personally think he'll carry on playing and, and I think the NFL will be worse off for not having him in it but 
you know, if if it's got to a point whereby he's he's saying to the powers that be in the organisation, it's like you either get rid of the gym or you get rid of me. Any organisation that gets rid of the player that threatens, that doesn't get rid of the player that's threatening that is in serious trouble. Who trades an MVP? Well, yeah, but you can't hold the you can't hold a franchise to ransom. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it comes as very little surprise that Rogers is being an awkward, uh, grumpy prick about things. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't surprise me. But I'm 100% with you that the NFL is more fun with him in it than with him not in it. Um, I think part of the reason for the trade thing is that it, it's where the cap hit gets taken from. So if they trade him before June, it costs them a lot this year and leaves them in a really difficult position if they can trade him after June. So I don't think the door is entirely shut on that. It's just a case of timing for it, which obviously doesn't help with everyone else draft planning and everything i was i was wondering about this as well because the about an hour before the draft it was pretty much a done deal that he was going to the broncos which obviously then didn't happen and then the broncos sort of bolstered a lot of their a lot of their stuff that means that it looked less likely that he'd potentially end up there the the thing about this for me is yes he's the mvp yes he's clearly an incredible player but how many more years do you think you're going to get? They might not get all that much from even if they did trade him. I don't know. What would you give up for Aaron Rodgers right now? See, this this is the part of it I don't quite get. Now, the impression I have is that various teams were prepared to give something quite significant to yeah. try and get Aaron Rodgers, and I, which I sort of understand. So you 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 might get another couple of years at a high level from him. You might. I don't think you're going to get very many more necessarily. Um, so I, th- I think he's just going to be overvalued with all of this. If, if, I'm, if I'm the Packers, I'd show him the door and get what I could. Because you know, if they're... I, I'm not... Conv- oh, well, if they were in a Super Bowl window, last year was probably their best chance. Um, okay, it seems they've... unlikely if he's pissed off, he's going to perform like that again, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, in actual fact, I think he he exceeded he certainly exceeded my expectations last year, and um, when it yeah. looked like things weren't quite right, um, I ca- I can't see him quite doing the same thing again. I I, you know, you you sell an asset when it's at the highest value you possibly get, and surely that's where he is right now. And the narrative last year was he performed like that because he was pissed off. So I guess <laughs> that, that can't go both ways. Well, maybe he's about to have an even better season this year. I do I do think there's an element of if you could get a decent chunk of draft capital for him to the point where you think you can probably either get into the top few picks or already be picking around that area, you'd you'd potentially take that for him because Green Bay fans are not stupid. They know he's not there forever. They'd be really sad to lose him, but if you can trade him and then get your QB of the future, I think that softens the blow an awful lot. I think the rumours were that there were teams offering multiple firsts mm-hmm. for him. And I, I'm kind of with Adam, you know, he's an amazing player, but if you're getting multiple first round picks and oh, you've I... got a roster that's in win, that's in kind of in win now mode. You, you, you can compare this Green Bay team to the Green Bay team of sort of, 10 years ago, well, when they won the Super Bowl. Um, the roster itself, I think, is better now than it perhaps ever has been, uh, uh, Rogers aside. Um, yeah, he's he's carried that team 
in recent years. You know, they've they've had times where they their defense hasn't been that great or they haven't had a running game and it didn't matter because they had Aaron Rodgers. Now they've kind of got these other things. Um, so, yeah, if they could have got multiple first rounders, I can't believe they wouldn't do that. I wouldn't wouldn't make make that happen, um, given the fact that they've, they've got to be looking ahead. And it's, as a franchise, they've always done that pretty well. You know, look, at obviously, they've only had in probably mark our fandom pretty much mm. two quarterbacks that yeah. have ever played for them. Um, yeah. Can you imagine if the Broncos had got him though, with the weapons that they've got there? They're, the defense, they're a contender. They're very good. They, yeah. they could they could go to the Super Bowl off the back of that. Yeah. And they're still. I mean, the, the fans are still hopeful because they passed on Justin Fields. So the the thing in the background there is like, well, obviously, if we pass on Justin Fields, we know we're just waiting for that first <laughs> of July, second of July turnover in when the cap hit goes for Green Bay to make it financially possible for them to trade him. Yeah. And Green think... Bay uh, drafted another A. Rogers in the third round, so you know they replaced him already as well. And we're talking—you're talking about like drafting or trading or getting rid of aging quarterbacks who have like, you know, maybe you're concerned that they're not going to perform at their peak for a couple more years, but they're old and maybe it's time to move on. Well, the last time a team did that, it was a certain Tom Brady, and he didn't do too bad last year. <laughs> so there's if any team that's interested in winning a Super Bowl right now that's got weapons, you know, give up three first rounders for him. If you win a Super Bowl, I think your franchise will forgive you for not having th- that draft capital for a while. Um, um, and maybe maybe that does suit Denver. Maybe it's worth it for them. I, I, I'm still not I'm still not convinced. Um, but you know, it's 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 a gamble. It could be a gamble that that works for somebody. It could be a gamble that's spectacularly backfires i do think the biggest question in this whole thing is how comfortable the packers feel with jordan love after a year of him sitting and trying to learn because the the talk about him coming out of college was great tools guy potentially very talented needed time to learn was a good was a good kind of sit and pick uh, sit behind Rogers for for two years, maybe pick. If they feel like he's come on far enough that they could plug him in there, maybe that makes their decision much easier at that point. And there's got to come a point where sitting makes you worse, not better. Because if you've been out of like proper competitive on-field action for two years, imagine how rusty you'd be coming in that first time. It's just not the same. Yeah, it, it used there's to been work a lot of years gone by though. That, that's for, for what yeah, no, Rogers sat, sat for, for what three years? Three, yeah. Well, that's that's the current argument with the Niners is there's there's sort of a split between do you start Trey Lance ASAP if he's if he's anywhere near close because you want he didn't get to play most of last season or do you stick with Jimmy G and sit him? And I'm I'm on the fence of on that, but I sort of lean towards sit a guy and let him learn the NFL for his first year, even if it's just one year. I think that all depends on what the coaching situation is like. If you've got a very, very secure head coach in someone like like Shanahan, I think he's fine to sit him. The Bears, for example, aren't going to be able to do that with Fields because they that Nagy has to win this season. And so if, you, if you've got a better chance of winning with Fields, he's getting in there earlier than, than not. Um, so, yeah. I d- I don't know. I think he improves all but about five teams in the NFL would be interested in him. Um, I'd be very surprised if the if the Saints aren't interested in him, if they can afford him. There's there's a lot of teams that would, would be interested if it's possible. 
Imagine if the Seahawks swapped him for angry Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I, 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 there are, I agree. There are a lot of teams that he will improve in 2021. Yeah. Um, but Green at, at what that cost? Team. But the, I, the, thing, I the think... thing is, though, I think is if you're gonna, if you think you've got a chance to win a Super Bowl, I think teams are now almost geared up to getting that roster. You know, your 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 cap space takes a massive hit, and you know that as soon as he's gone, the Buccaneers are the same. As soon as Brady's gone, they're fucked. But they don't care because they've won a Super Bowl. If he goes in, wins your Super Bowl, you take it. And then I think the fan base would almost accept that you're shit for the next five or six years because you're having to completely rebuild. But you've you've won a ring. Unless you're the Eagles, in which case the memories last two years and they're then just, you just shit on everyone. They're just angry. They're the worst the fans. <laughs> they're the worst fans. <laughs> that's the team that you telling me that into Eagles the stadium fans... when there was no fans there. <laughs> no, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Brilliant. All right, we're... I don't know how long into this, and um, we we haven't really talked about the draft yet, which is which is as it should be. Players were picked, Adam. Some were good, some were bad. Three years. Any draft grades given now are meaningless. Oh, yeah. I want a little rant about that because <laughs> it's overanalyzed everywhere. We don't. Other than, I mean, you can analyze the first round. I get that. People have seen lots of film. They're familiar with lots of the players involved. Who, hand on heart, unless you're a real film, NFL film study buff, expert, professional, none of the, you know, none of us are that. Do you really know about the sixth, seven rounders of this draft to a point where you're grading things on how they've done? No, you don't. You might have an idea about their positional needs and and do it that way unless that's, it's... All it, that's all it is isn't it it's whether you feel like a player has is, it was a reach to get someone and if you feel like a team is like the consensus is that they've managed to fill roster spots where there were needs and some teams have done that and some teams seemingly haven't done that very well but like you rightly said you've no idea how these players are going to pan out until you actually see them in action for a couple of years I do get annoyed by people complaining about teams reaching for players. Like I get it if if somebody was slated to go in the fifth and you're taking them in the first round, then that's probably a stupid move. <laughs> Raiders, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem, right? <laughs> you can be any team but the Raiders, and you might like a guy in the fourth, and you'll miss out on them because the Raiders take them at the start of the third. Like, just take the guys that you like, just whoever's on your big board. I've I have got no issue with teams just going for a player that they like. Says says the man who's a fan of a team that's given up 412 massive draft picks over the next 17 <laughs> years to get someone that might have fallen to about pick 10 anyway. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's a gamble, but I don't mind it. Yeah, it's it's much easier sometimes when you're a fan of another team to have a go at something when you don't really understand the detail um that said let's have a go at a couple of teams um, <laughs> yes <laughs> um well, yeah it, in some cases it could still be obvious that you think you look at what a team does and you you've you've not really done yourself any favors there you've not really improved on your on your roster um mark i know you wanted to talk about the los angeles rams yeah I, i'd be i'd be very happy to um now they they didn't have a pick in the first round but it seemed like they had spent all their time sorting out 
this like plush house where they were going to be drafting because they obviously couldn't share the draft room with the charges. Yes. So they'd like it, all their efforts seemed to go into picking this gorgeous house with this nice photo of the commissioner in there. And they forgot that they actually had to draft good players. Um, and it's like it seems like they went into this draft as I go into most fantasy drafts, having not prepared at all and just winging it as I go ahead. <laughs> and See, like, back, back to what I said before about if you're not a fan or close to the team, it's harder to judge. I can see an argument here that if I'm, if I'm on the Rams staff, if I'm in their, their draft room, I've probably had a pretty good time looking yeah. at that place. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. I don't really yeah. care who I've drafted. No, I, I completely agree with you. you spend, a, spend a week in that place. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there's an argument with their, with their players. Their first pick was um, Tutu Atwell, a wide receiver that not many people were talking about being a second round pick. Um, they, I, I like the one of the tackles that they picked purely because he's called Bobby Brown. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's a good reason to like anybody, but he's meant to be a decent defensive tackle. Um, but I think there's a strong argument that not a single player from their draft makes ever sees a minute of action for the Rams, and that's a pretty appalling draft. If, if they have no... drafted a player called Jake Funk, <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> no one called Jake Funk is ever playing in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> the t- speaking of great names, the Titans have drafted somebody called Brady Breeze. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Decent. I mean, I don't care that he's a safety. I want him at, I want him at quarterback. I don't care. <laughs> he went 10, 10 picks after racing McMath, who's name I also loved. <laughs> I do um, love the fact that the Rams didn't have a pick until the second round and then took a wide receiver who's about the same weight as a feather. Yeah, but that, guy, that guy's odds of succeeding just based purely on his size and weight are tiny. And, and why would you, again, if you're the Rams, they have clear needs with your first pick that you've got in the draft, why would you go with one of your strengths? It's, <laughs> I don't under, I don't understand it. It's like it was from from what I can see by all measures and metrics and grades that I've seen, it was about as bad a draft as I've ever seen. Talk, talking of bad drafts and many needs, the Houston Texans have so many needs and have somehow both depleted the talent in their roster and also given up a bunch of picks that they didn't pick until the third round. And then they picked a third round QB. Yeah. Why? There's there's, pick pick lineman. When your, when your squad is that bad, pick lineman. Well, they, I mean, this is them admitting that Watson's done there, right? They're panicking. Feel like that's definitely it. panicking about Watson, aren't they? Yeah. yeah and but... they, they know full well that if they don't go with him, then it's that man Tyrod Taylor. So literally anyone would be better. I don't care if he's a third-round quarterback. But you Honestly, still don't pick up a guy with your first pick, surely. Well, in I... the third round. If you've exactly. got a guy in the first round, fine. In the third round, that guy's probably not going to sit. He's probably not going to be better than Tyrod Taylor. I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor on his current deal and just build, build stuff and let him get killed. It's fine. You're Rich, not going to do anything Rich, anyway. You, you'd be better than Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I would put put their general manager back there. It doesn't really matter. Just get some talent around. From, from what other I from, from what I've read about Davis Mills, who they picked, he was someone that a lot of people thought should go back and play another year in college. And had he done that and got that experience, he would be a top ten pick next year. So I think the thinking is that they've got in their head early, thinking that yeah, fair enough, we'll have to stick with Taylor for a year. 
But then next year, once he's sat and learnt for a year, then he's then he's that level talent. And knowing that Watson is probably out of either going to be banned for a year or more, or and and or out the door, then why not take a punt on him? Just and think how of... well massaged he'll be at the end of his band. Though. I mean, he'll be relaxed. That, yeah, that that prison prison massage massage you'll be able to fit a whole <laughs> fist up there. <laughs> when uh... your squad is as poor as the Texans is, it does kind of make sense to be thinking super long term. And I like their first three picks. They're both, you know, decent quality players that seemed like decent value compared to the average of where they were expected to go. But they only had five. And. I don't know, it just looks like in that roster, is it going to move the needle at all of how good you expect them to be next season? Not at all. The thing is, you, like, you could put any quarterback back there. If they're going to get killed week in, week out, it doesn't really matter. No. Right, I do, I do want to, at some point, talk a little bit, at least, about some of these first-round quarterbacks that have gone at the top of the draft. Um, but before we do that, Pat, give us, give us a team that's done well. Oh, a team that's done well. My favourite draft of anyone... And I never thought in my life I would be saying this was the Cleveland Browns. They just kept picking up steals. They've got um, Owusu Koromura in the third. I no, can late hear second, Dougie would... right now just saying, I told you also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plan furious long master. brand plan is coming together. I don't think they planned in 17 false stars, but still. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they picked up key pieces throughout that team, which will make them better in multiple departments. And it, it shows how much you can do with seven picks compared to how little some teams have done with that same sort of capital. <laughs> can I give an honourable mention? I know I joked about it in our WhatsApp group earlier on, but the Detroit Lions, um, to have Penny Sewell fall to him at seven, they also picked up what was generally regarded as one of the best D-tackles in the draft in on Wazuriki. Um, Melifonwu at court, uh, corner is a, a guy that from Syracuse that a lot of Bills fans wanted to pick up. Um, the wide receiver they got in the fourth round, St. Brown, is got good bloodlines in the NFL and is deemed like apparently a sleeper, but really, really solid pick. I think they've had a really, really good draft team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd seen a couple of things about the Lions draft that suggested that the players they've gone for match that idea that they've got of just get people who are going to buy kill animals, people kill people be angry certainly like the, certainly the first three picks are massive yeah they they're trying to get back to just being a brutal team that can run the ball and be angry on defense and i think that is a smart approach compared to everything they've done for the last decade um quick shout out from me to the the carolina panthers who have may have had 412 draft picks, but you know, that's a testament to deals they've done and so on. Um, Sam Darnold, I, I quite, I quite like that pickup um, before the draft um, for the value. Um, but they, they seem to have done things in the right way. Got some good talent around him. Obviously we'll have McCaffrey will come back, um, which, which goes without saying, um, but some, though, Tommy Tremble, uh, tight end. I love, I love that. Um, you know, the, uh, sounds like a 1950s musical act, but yeah. <laughs> again, again, another great name, and great names seem to jump out at you. It's like picking a horse for the Grand National. Um, the 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 fun name will get all the all the money for the for the bookies. Um, but but yeah, I thought that I suppose it always looks better when you've picked like a dozen players <laughs> rather than four or five. You know, in the case of the Texans, yeah. Um, the Broncos, the Broncos stacked themselves up as well on what was already a very talented roster. 
Um, they took probably or one of the best corners in Patrick's town. Javonta Williams looks like a very good pickup at running back. Um, and, and Quinn Minus, the guard, was one of the best guards in the draft. So first three picks, three big needs and three hits. So, yeah, I think that's decent too. Yeah, and he looks like an absolute mad head case, which is exactly what you want at guard. Uh, oh, yeah, the guards <laughs> need to be that. Slightly right. screwed. I'm pretty sure that we're about three quarters of an hour into this and we haven't mentioned Trevor Lawrence yet. <laughs> it's, um, it all, it's also become a weird so you know potato, <laughs> it's fun it's almost become a weird non-story hasn't it because he's been such a lock for whoever got that first pick even from like way back this time last year that people have sort of just been like yeah whatever like it's happening yeah, the story would have been if they'd been so crazy not to do it i was waiting for that to happen <laughs> I mean, they, they did what every team does and still use their 10 minutes up. Like <laughs> that. Don't, you don't need to use that time unless, you, unless you're on the phone with someone who's about to give you 78 picks for the first round pick. Like, just, just, don't, just don't do it. Just, just and, it and if you're phoning Jacksonville up to do that trade, you're going to do it before. Right. Surely you want to get ahead of the other teams that are trying to do it. <laughs> You've got I don't months. know whether I believe this, but Trent, Trent Bolke tweeted out afterwards that the league had asked them to wait until two minutes were left on the clock or less. So, I actually no, I actually do believe that. It's all yeah, surely it's yeah. all to do with branding, isn't it? It's so you can have your logo plastered everywhere for as long as you possibly can, mm. and they're trying to like keep the TV audience there. Although it it's seems drama. a bit, yeah, they, it seems a bit it seems a bit funny to me that it's all you're doing is promoting when you've got the first pick of the draft. You're like, look at us. We're on the clock. Yeah. We were awful last year. (laughs) (laughs) They really need to think about the fun that they're making sitting Roger Goodell's chair of farts for 10 minutes. Cause that can't be fun. Yeah. I hope they never do shit like that again. That was weird and and awkward. It was, it was kind of fun watching an actual live draft with people there and people booing and all that kind of good stuff. That, that was, that made me a bit happy. The thing with that chair, like, because it was it was his act, the actual chair that he sat in last year to do that that draft that everyone just wants to forget. Quite frankly, as if that's some sort of antique piece of memorabilia. Um, yeah, that'll be in Canton. He probably tried to flog it on eBay and didn't get any bids. <laughs> that's and now a Browns fan has definitely nicked it <laughs> out of the dumpster mm-hmm. at the back of the studio when it was done. Yeah. So what we're, what we've essentially proved is there's nothing to say about um, Trevor Lawrence as a pick, which is which is perhaps fair enough. Before we move on from the Jags, though, Pat, um, let's talk about the next pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also a first rounder. Because <laughs> if I mean, we're talking about like not filling needs, this is right up there, surely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not who I would have chosen. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm excited to see Etienne play. Obviously, um, he looks like a very exciting running back, but. I was more expecting us to pick a running back up in the fifth or sixth. We have a need at kind of like receiving back after Chris Thompson did nothing last year. I don't... They're, they're not first rounders, though. <laughs> Are they? No. Those sort of backs. The, the, the thing is, we've... Going into the draft, they said, oh, we want to pick up five to six starters. And then coming out of the draft, the spin coming out of the team was, oh, yeah, they've done really well to avoid getting too fixated on trying to get starters for this year and building for the like long-term future. It's like, well, which is it? Because I'm not stupid enough to have forgotten what you told me three days ago and what you're telling me now. What you're telling me now seems to be papering over the cracks of not having managed to achieve what you wanted to achieve going into the draft. 
So unless you think most fans don't have a memory span of five days, you're treating us like idiots again. It's Americans, though, to be fair. That's something I hoped that the um, that would change with the regime change. Yeah. I mean, having dealt with years of Balka drafts, I am not positive for you on that front. <laughs> At least 50% of the players that we picked had significant time loss to injury and are like, oh, massive upside potential if he's not broken forever. And then of the six undrafted free agents that uh, we've picked up since, four of those are coming off either torn Achilles or ACLs. So it's really like just doubling down on his um, precedence that he set as the 49ers. Yeah, I was going to say, we had this conversation a month or so ago i was like i really hope he doesn't just draft loads of acl guys for you because that's what he did for us every year and i think i'm not sure any of them ever made the field none of them ever made the field so you get all these second and third rounders who had first round grades which sounds great but they never play for you so it's just waste isn't that what the titans have done with their first round pick well again well, I mean, it can't be any worse than the Cy Wilson no, <laughs> with his four snaps <laughs> and his uh, his how many um, Apple Music downloads. Oh, amazing. <laughs> but Caleb Farley is someone that is kind of like, you know, could be brilliant, but is always has been injured forever. They reckon that he is two miles per hour faster than the fastest current player in the NFL, which I'm guessing someone like Tyreek Hill. Was that pre-broken spine or post-broken spine? I don't, I don't know. Because like, <laughs> you'd know, imagine yeah, that would have some effect on it. It's got to slow yeah, you down a bit. It, if that was post-broken spine, how quick he was before. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's assume it's pre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a fair point. You know, it's, I, don't, I don't mind that as long as it's not what you do all the time. You, know, you take a gamble that a player might have huge upside. and you know, it, can, it can pay off. Arguably, Jeffrey Simmons has or is paying off in in that uh, similar regard. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's it's a bit of a gamble. Um, Pat, sorry, I was going to say. I mean, the other thing they did that cheesed me off was say, uh, "Oh yeah, this is this is about picking guys of the right character." And then they traded up in a panic and drafted a literal convicted felon, which isn't <laughs> ideal character as far as I'm considered. But you know, they've interviewed him, I guess. But it was that that, that came out and. I was all for trade-ups to consolidate the massive number of draft picks into a smaller number of higher-quality players, but I was thinking more like um, the Green Bay did to pick up that receiver from Clemson, who um, looks like a really good a good prospect, and not, oh no, the linebacker we wanted has gone, let's trade up and take one in a panic 20 picks later. And then they drafted a blocking tight end who everyone had to go and drafted and tried to claim it was good value. And you're just like, I, I don't do you understand what other people want and that that should have an effect on the priority order that you do things? Because it doesn't look like it. And I wanted to come out of this draft with more confidence in the front office. And I have quite a bit less. I mean, you could have drafted Rashad Weaver the day after um, an assault charge was made against him. You could have done that. <laughs> I mean, and in the Titans defense for doing that, um, they didn't literally didn't know. And he he didn't see fit to tell them that he'd been funny that he didn't mention the it day, the day before. So they probably they probably won't find out when the coach yeah, rings him to say this under wraps. Has everything gone all right with you in the last couple of days? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy to be a Titan. <laughs> He's his one phone call from his jail cell was to 
Titans headquarters to accept <laughs> being drafted. I don't, that's so good. If I, imagine, imagine if that was true. Yeah, or you can imagine the camera goes to him in jail and all that <laughs> jail mates around him. <laughs> got it, it's, instead of the Titans jersey with his name and a number one on, it's like ar- arrows all over it. <laughs> I mean, I guess in the case of the Jags guy, you've just got to trust that you learn from it and move on and you're taking your life in a positive direction and that they've done their due diligence and we'll find out in due time, I guess. That's also, always not, how it goes. We're not, yeah. I'm not up for calling this guy ETN like they seem to be doing in the draft coverage, right? He's Etienne. That's what we're saying over here, right? I'm going to pronounce his name the way he pronounces it because I'm not a dick. Oh, and how, <laughs> how does he pronounce it? I've not heard him say it. I'm trusting it's ETN. No, I'm not, I'm not up for that. <laughs> we'll we'll listen to him that. and then find out. Oh <laughs> uh, right, um, the well the the Niners um we've talked about it quite a bit in the run up to this draft. Well, on the rare occasions that we podcasted, um, they <laughs> well we we know about the trade. We know how much they gave up to move up to three. Um, they obviously knew who the Jets were going to take. Um, and it seemed by the time the draft came around, it seemed fairly clear that they were going to take Zach Wilson, um, who, by the way, seems to have more sponsors than anybody who's ever played the game. Um, his Twitter I've, feed is full I've of endorsements. He, 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 Zach Wilson has just, for some reason, this, he's got bust written all over him to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the hair or whether it's the, the confidence in him. There's just something about him that screams absolute flaming pile of shit. I have the same feeling about Mac Jones, but in a sort of <laughs> oh, well, that's, someone that's, compared that's, him to that's not a shock. No, a, no, I, so, I, I, I realise he walks and you know that he's going to be crap. <laughs> um, anyway, the Niners at three. Now, quite a few people um, thought that they were going to take Mac Jones, including various supposed professional journalists um, who cover the team. Um, Rich shame. <laughs> uh, but they didn't they went with Trey Lance so I had in the run-up in the week before I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be back Mac Jones because it didn't make sense but I'd slowly talked myself into being okay with it being Mac Jones if it was Mac Jones like been you through you're you allowed to take that back it's now seven, it's the seven, <laughs> seven stages on that it's the seven stages right I'd gone through the seven stages and it got to the point and then the pick came and and I'd wanted Fields was my first choice, and then Lance was my second. And when the pick came, the amount of relief that I felt, I was like, oh, so I was lying to myself then. <laughs> <laughs> I I really liked... I think Fields could be an absolute superstar. Um, I I liked a lot of his game. I think he, he seems like a really interesting player, and I think actually Chicago could do great things with him if they can you know, get that offense sorted properly. Um, Lance feels more like a player that Shanahan can see huge amounts of, like for his system, he can see huge amounts of potential there. He's a massive gamble though, because he only played one game last season before the FCS um, uh, season got shut down. So that's one of his big knocks is there's a smaller sample size, smaller school that he's come from, even though, I mean, Wentz came from the same school and obviously he went near the top of the draft as well. And that's gone really well for the Eagles. So I can't see any problems there. Um, 
the the only other real potential question mark is his accuracy. So his accuracy levels in college will, were not up there with the likes of Fields and you know Mac Jones from the pocket and all those kind of things. But the the discussion around that has been that he spent the last year working on those mechanics and and sorting that out. But who knows until he gets out in front of you know a, a massive defensive tackle in his face you just don't know whether he'll revert to his old mechanics so it's a massive gamble it's Shanahan's career probably not at the Niners what I suspect would happen would be if if this one's a fail then they fire Lynch and bring in a GM who has full control over the roster and Shanahan goes back to being much more of just a head coach rather than a head coach slash partner GM, I guess. I mean, the Jags might have sacked theirs by the time that comes around, so you could just get him back. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) It's a massive gamble. It could pay off handsomely. We won't know for three years, but I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. It's I I just I I like the pick. I I definitely do. Um, I just I mean, as I said to you, it just seems such a huge amount to give up to move from that spot to that spot, um, regardless of what the Dolphins then did with the Eagles and they they dealt that pick to the gas. All irrelevant. I think just just for the Niners to move up, um, they've given up a huge amount. If it comes off and he's the next Joe Montana everybody looks great um if he's not um if he's the next it's a bad 49ers draft pick here <laughs> if you know even even if he's an alex smith or somebody like that that's that takes a while to I, I don't think they will have the patience with with someone like that given what they've given up okay alex smith was I, number one overall pick but i'd suggest they'll have more patience the question is whether he can ever get to the point. Fans he may doesn't not do it in the first two or three years. Yeah, maybe. I think the question will be if Fields turns into a superstar in Chicago and Lance doesn't turn into a, a superstar at San Francisco, there'll be lots of fans questioning whether we should have gone for Fields. And that would be the wrong way to look at it. It's like the it's meaningless that sort of. Thing. I mean, <laughs> it will happen. It's like the. You know, Winston Mariotti, you don't hear one without being compared to the yep. other ever. You know, it's it's ridiculous a couple of years further down the line. But anyway, that's what people do. I agree with you, but that is always the lens that this stuff gets talked about through in fan circles. Sure, sure. Okay. We we will see what happens. Um, Greg's not here this week. Um we haven't on this occasion we didn't plan the time because he said he could make it and then he couldn't at the last minute um yeah he's been uh, been pretty busy with other stuff but in in his absence we should at least briefly talk about the giants draft um and who they've picked up um tony at wide receiver in the first round um i guess it's it's tough for the franchise in that sort of in that sort of state i suppose well they've given they've given Jones a weapon at least, which is is a start. The the one of the things that I'd seen about this Giants draft was this is the first time that Gelman's ever traded back. Yeah. <laughs> it really? seems mad yeah, if you're ever. a GM for that long. <laughs> but yeah, he did it twice in this draft, and 
I think a lot of people were impressed in what they did to do that and then sort of depressed by the players that they actually ended up picking. I like the linebacker that they got in the in the second round. I think he looks de- good, um, Ojolari. But yeah, other than that, it's you know it was it was all right. It filled some needs. Um, I'm sure that Greg will be relatively pleased with it. Yeah, I think there's some total of my thoughts on this draft, isn't there? The yeah. um, <laughs> Tony pick feels like possibly a bit of a reach compared to average what people thought of him. Although he's got uh, that specific fast, reliable. Yards up to catch, wide, um, like small or fast wide receiver skill set. So if that's a specific need for your club, then maybe you go for him ahead of some more bigger targets. But I mean, the one uh, silver lining here from a Jags point of view was they might have taken Tony ahead of Etienne from the noise coming out of the front office, ahead of all of our many other needs, bafflingly, but that's a side point. So they might have uh, taken a bullet for us there. We don't know. We'll find out. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure Greg will fill us in when he comes back on about um, where he sees how he sees the Giants and where, and where they're at. Are um, we saying when, or should we be saying if at this point? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll come back on eventually. I've forgotten what he looks like. Yeah, I mean, I hope no it's idea. not if. We only no normally idea. see like his feet anyway, don't we? So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, a quick, actually, quick one. Quick word on the Falcons, um, number four pick didn't catch the headlines because, well, they weren't after a shiny quarterback. Um, tight end, obviously one, for perhaps a generational talent of a tight end. You don't normally get, well, some, someone like Pitts who would even, you'd even think of taking so high in a draft. Well, you say that it didn't catch the headlines because they didn't take a shiny quarterback. There were a lot of people who thought they were going to take a shiny quarterback and it was kind of, this is where we move on from Matt Ryan. The fact that they took Pitts means that they are once again all in on on the Matt Ryan experience for next season. They've given him what people seem to be believe is, you know, one of the best players in recent draft era to come out that's going to be such a difference maker. It will be, it was going to be incredible. Um, I'm, I'm fine with that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and me. I completely yeah. agree with you, yeah. And whilst you, the thing with Matt Ryan is at least you've got a known quantity there. You draft anybody else, I don't care who it is, you don't know. And you put him with the wide receiver weapons that they've got, if they do keep Julio Jones instead, there's obviously a lot of rumour that he's going to be traded. Um, if they do keep him with Calvin Ridley, with the running backs they've got, and now you throw Carl Pitts in there, that that is some serious weapons. And if their defence can improve on last year, and it looked like towards the end of the season they were, um, that, that's a team to be reckoned with, I think. Yeah, and it feels like they did the right things in the right order. So Pitts was the best player on the board. Then they went Richie Grant safety to help the secondary, offensive line, cornerback, offensive line, and then a bit of pass rush, a bit of defensive tackle. So the right things in the right order and decent value in every round, you can't really argue with that. I mean, their their, their defence will still have question marks. And, oh, and that, that's that's their challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by this idea of a. I understand generational talents, but a tight end. I mean, I get it. If you get someone who's the kind of Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type, then that can make a massive difference to your offense. But it just feels like one of those. They've got to be hoping for something even more than that, to be honest. Right, right. Yeah. You, yeah. You've basically got to have all of the best elements of all of the top three for this guy to pay off for you to take a tight end at, th- at four yeah and ju- just thinking of him as a tight end doesn't work he's a receiver and he can receive in pretty much any area that you want him to receive in and that 
that Swiss Army knife sort of um, offensive player is worth you know, huge amounts. Well, you look at what the Chiefs have done with Kelsey, and when you pair that kind of tight end with with receiving options, it becomes very hard to make a decision as to what you're going to do against that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's what they're trying for there. Until they trade all the way their defensive line, and then it helps. I, I honestly don't know why the Falcons didn't look to trade back with someone who wanted to move up for a quarterback. Because I, you could have got a lot of picks there. That's a fair shout. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in fact, the first trade didn't happen until what pick eight, I think. No, not no. So back ten. That. Yeah, ten. It was. The, ten. Was it not the Giants and the? Cowboys to the Eagles. That was it, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, then, up for a wide and even that, that was just a swap of two people, a swap of two picks, wasn't it? And then 11 for the Bears to move up and take fields, which I think is a great move. I think that's one of my favourite moves of the entire draft. They had, yeah. they had to, didn't they? Oh, they, they had did, to do something. Yeah. Very sensible move for them, and Bears fans seem absolutely elated by it. You can understand why. Yep. Um, well, yeah, they were facing a season of Andy Dalton. You can definitely understand why. Hot off the heels of that that QB1 tweet that they put out. It's, um, yeah. By the way, was already a significant improvement. I don't think they thought they had a shot at someone like Fields. I thought they'd be, I I think they thought he'd be gone well within the top 10. Um, All this stuff. So they must have loved epilepsy. Yeah, it's it's not. If you can play through college for two seasons at that level, with epilepsy, you're probably not going to worry about it in the NFL. And it sounds like it's the kind of thing that genetically is going to go away anyway. Yeah, and it's, it's manageable very easily, from what I understand. And I'm not belittling it. The opposite, you know, it's it played into Chicago's hands, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And they followed it up with Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle, who looks like a really good pickup as well, like starter ready, which will help them. In, yeah, try, in, try and keep him up with Pat, I'm sure you'll join me in this. I'm just so happy for Alan Robinson. <laughs> Bless him. That's very fair. <laughs> this is this has been a bit too much analysis, really. Um, any, any <laughs> obvious stories that we've missed? Can I have what, one last draft thing? Um, did you see the phone call between the Carolina Panthers GM and the long snapper that they drafted in the final round i think it was the final round because the phone call basically went okay so you're going to come in come in and see us then and he was like yeah just let me know when free agency starts and the guy's like no no no, we've drafted you what holy shit you've drafted me that's amazing (laughs) it's quite a heartwarming little uh piece brilliant love long slapper love brilliant one one more thing i very rarely ever thomas fletcher by the way yes nice and i rarely ever root for a rookie to fail but I would love if Mac Jones, rather than being the new Tom Brady, was the Tom Brady that everyone thought they'd drafted back then. Well, it's not even that. They th- they thought Tom Brady was a nobody. Right. This, That's this, what I'm this hoping is, this Mac is a Jones Johnny is. football, potentially, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I did get Johnny football vibes from him when he was walking, striding out onto stage, furious. Johnny, quote, that he was ball bags, football vibes. And all this bullshit as well of him being like, oh, secretly, I always wanted to be drafted by the Patriots all along. Yeah, sure you did, mate. Yeah. Sure, you, sure you definitely wanted to fall to 15 rather than getting paid like millions and millions more for the, the contract you'd have got at four or five. 
It's more. He's more of a Hamilton Tiger Cats fit, isn't he? <laughs> London Towers. <laughs> right. That's that's definitely enough um, analysis, if you call it that. Which, by the way, I wouldn't. Well, some of the stuff you guys have said, maybe Pat, just Pat, really. Pat. Uh, you bring the quality. Pat's our resident draft expert. Um, sp- <laughs> speaking of Pat. Um, we wouldn't want to let an episode go by without doing this. Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. People who abbreviate the word until by taking the U and N off it and then inexplicably add an L on the end. <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose of that extra L? It just defies belief that you're going to abbreviate something by 40% and then add 25% back on the other end. And then you've made it into a noun. It's where the money is in the shop. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I like What's the your fact best one this, so far? I like the fact this segment's getting longer every time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you, well, you, you, is... had me, you had me when you said people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> oh. Um, why is Charlie short for Charles? It's one more syllable. Anyway. <laughs> um, should, we, should we have some any other business? Um, Rich, what's been eating away at you? Or the opposite? Well, I've got two very polar opposites. Um, one very quick one, which is, I'm not sure whose fault this is, but BT Sport Ultimate through my Virgin Media cable tv is fucking awful and i could get a better quality picture from a dodgy online stream than the 4k 4k nonsense i'm getting through my tv at the moment when half the time it's just massive glitches so one of you both of you needs to sort your shit out and get me a better picture because i'm fed up with it and it's been going on for weeks now uh on a you more need to sort your internet out uh, wrong it's the wrong one well, he's got no power over Virgin. I'm, I've, I wouldn't be. I'm convinced that BT. I, if I watch BT in HD through Sky, which I have, I don't think the HD is as good as Sky's own channels. And I reckon that BT save their best resolution stuff for their own customers. I'm convinced of that. Probably, or Sky are downgrading it because they don't want you watching BT Sport, or you, they want you to think that BT Sport looks shit compared to theirs. Maybe none of, that, none of those. Was I don't problem. care. I just, I just want decent. I, I just want to be able to watch the game without massive glitches across the screen when someone shoots on goal. It just, it fucking stop it. Anyway, was your, was your first issue going for Virgin Broadband? Uh, well, it's the only cable that I could get around here. Yeah, you need to move them. <laughs> Thank, you need to upgrade. I'm not moving to Swindon. Um, <laughs> The the opposite end of that spectrum is I, I saw a story on Twitter just before we started recording about a guy called Drew Robinson who has just got promoted. So baseball's got a weird farm system where you have loads of tiers of leagues below the major leagues. And the highest one of those is AAA. Drew Robinson lost an eye last year in a suicide attempt and has battled his way back to be added to the AAA roster and could potentially be in line for promotion to the San Francisco Giants roster. So good work, that man, battling against your demons and coming back from them. I am 
genuinely impressed and it's sort of heartwarming to hear hear that's that kind of stuff yeah absolutely all right um pat yeah um i'll continue a heartwarming theme hopefully i think um i'm meeting my parents tomorrow for the first time in 10 months and i'm looking forward to it it's going to be great we're going to go to rutland we're going to look at ospreys and just enjoy each other's company properly not over skype or whatever for the first time in ages so it's been too long. Nice, nice mate. Yeah, very cool. Enjoy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, it's nice. Rutland water, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, Mark, that was that was a bit quick. Do you have anything else? Oh, <laughs> that, that's enough. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> Fair enough. Watching the coverage of the uh, of Sunday afternoon football in what was meant to be the Man United Liverpool game on Sunday, I realised a, a couple of things. One of which I was very much aware of, and one uh, like surprised me a little bit. First of all, more power to the fans. Good on them for what they did, and you know, sending a message to those cunts who own our football club in the Glazers. Fuck them and fuck everything they stand for. Uh, so two things. One that didn't shock me at all is that Graham Souness is the most out of touch, like idiotic <laughs> pundit, analyst, whatever you want to call him, that is clearly a Tory wanker and doesn't Although have... Although Chris sort of gives him a run for his money. Oh, yeah, he's also a prick. Um, but yeah, so out of touch and not fully understanding at all what the fans were there protesting about to keep banging on about the fact that it was to do with Man United not doing well recently when the first green and gold protests when they took over were when we just won the league and were in Champions League semi-finals he's he doesn't have a clue and then to start banging on about how the fact that they threw a can of beer at us and that could have killed me fuck off Graham you idiot but the, the other thing that really surprised me is that ever since this whole European Super League thing got got mooted, I've almost agreed with every single thing that Jamie Carragher has said. And that annoys me somewhat because, you know, I'm programmed <laughs> to not like Jamie Carragher at all. Mate, but, this is how I felt watching Gary Neville for the first yeah. two or three years. Of I'm like, I hate this guy, but he's saying sensible stuff that I agree with. Yeah, and even, and even when clearly the producers to the the presenter whose name completely escapes me of it dave something or other um when clearly the producers are saying to him dave you need to push them on the fact that you know this was against the law and it can't be condoned and he was continuously asking that question jamie carragher and gary neville to be fair to them were were rebuking it in all occasions saying i'm sorry the fans are are entitled to protest there's always likely to be a couple of idiots but i can totally understand why they're doing what they're doing so fuck you sky for having an agenda fuck you graham soonest for being out of touch and jamie carragher well done it reminded me a little bit i've forgotten i've forgotten exactly what it was but it was the same presenter um dave jones Jones. yeah yeah um and I've, i've forgotten i've forgotten yeah but it's not it's not his fault no, he's clearly I being told he has to ask certain questions. It was Gary Neville said something that Sky, the producers, didn't want him to have said. I, it, yeah, political. It was, a, it was political. It was like, yeah, yeah, I can't I remember what it was, but it was something that was correct in most people's eyes. And Dave Jones had to step in and say, "Oh, disclaimer, that doesn't necessarily match the views of Sky." And you, like, yeah. you didn't. Did you really need to say that? Yeah, yeah. and the thing about it is, yes. A, some people went a little bit too far whilst was, what was going on was going on. But if you'd stood quietly outside the stadium in a picket line and 
let the game go ahead whilst the legal process happened, the owners wouldn't have noticed and nothing would have changed, right? Correct. Getting the game called off, actually, they'll notice that. They'll have to take it into account. It will have to affect things. So it's got to the point where things have to be that extreme for you to be able to make any impact as a fan. And that's not the fault of the fans. As as people have said, when every other thing that they have done, they've tried communicating with the owners, they've peacefully protested in other ways, they have done other things, and nothing has been listened to. So what's next? And I'll tell you what, the next home game is just going to be exactly the same. Do you, do you think this is going to make an impact? Because those owners just don't seem to actually care. They've been so blasé and and detached from everything as far as i can tell yeah i i suspect it won't um because i think that the thing that is going uh, i think the only thing that's going to hit them is if it starts to impact financially so the fact there's no fans going into games at the moment anyway that you know they've kind of already written off this season what needs to happen is next year as soon as fans can go back to games is that they don't and yeah. no one renews season tickets no one buys merchandise no one subscribes to their channel um although Having said that, the only thing that, you know, they already deem the current fans that do all those things, match-going fans, to be legacy fans anyway, because the the, the Asian fans that they're clearly targeting and that they deem to be this, this market that's very lucrative, and it clearly is, they're not going to games. They don't care about, you know, whether games are on or not. They're going to continue to buy merchandise. So whether even that would be enough, but they need to be playing in front of empty stadiums and... That, uh, that is when it's hitting them in the pocket. That's the only time it will make a difference. They need sponsors to pull out. And that's been the next campaign for the fans. It's been open letters to all the all the sponsors saying, you know, sponsoring this is now becoming toxic. You need to pull out. Um, and so that's the hope as well. It needs to cost them a fortune in order for them to think we need to, we need to cut our losses. It almost feels like the only way that they'll really start to pull out is if the the value of the club itself starts to drop significantly yeah. because at the moment, while the, while the value of those top Premier League clubs continues to spiral upwards, they won't give a shit. No. And yeah, and you're right. And it's not as though that they, the growth commercially that they're seeing is now being outstripped by like eight of the other Premier League clubs around them. They're not growing at the rate that other Premier League clubs are. And where is in the past, they've been way above commercially, most of those other teams. So it is, it's clearly starting to hit them a bit because of lack of success on the pitch. But they don't give a shit how good the, how good the product is on the field. They don't give a shit whether we sign, you know, the top players as long as they're continuing to make millions of pounds to service the debt and make themselves a nice healthy profit they don't they don't care yeah and we do need to spare a thought for the blue tick verified jay glazer on twitter who isn't remotely associated with <laughs> Manchester amazing. united and took pelts all week <laughs> so uh, he's had a hell of a time yeah the thing is, he kind of deserves it anyway because you know <laughs> just because I, I like the fact that every other blue tick nfl reporter or like or insider whatever they want to call themselves rapper and people like that every one of them piled in on that yeah like, well well are you going to sell up or not <laughs> come on come on jay <laughs> tell you what i'll give you my paypal details and you can just pay me whatever amount you want for them yeah i'll take off as an excess of a billion <laughs> yeah so yeah, he suddenly disappears from twitter in the face of the earth um all right uh, i suppose i better do mine any other business um well, a couple of quick things. Um, the row about, I don't want to talk about COVID at length because that's been happening for a long time for everybody, but there's a sort of row going on about um, travel being opened up to overseas. 
and there's this narrative that well people should resist that for a while because you know we can we could do without our beach holidays for a bit longer just to make sure everything's all right i i just want to see my sister and my nephew and niece who live abroad so it's not just so people can go and lie on the beach in greece or wherever um you know my nephew and niece have had two birthdays each since the last time i saw them that's just me being a bit selfish that's that's just what i want from them. um equally quick may the fourth be with you sounds a bit like may the force be with you it's hilarious can we move on from that um <laughs> grumpy old fuck this is this is the same as oh you I'll tell you what. Owl, isn't it adam my, same, my lad same. my lad's well into star wars and he loves it so yeah, you know, nothing wrong I with that know. nothing wrong with that just just stop with that pun it's just it's it's we've had enough of that oh, i i have in fact i'm going to be even grumpier i was debating whether to do this um it's been something that i could have oh, it's been slowly creeping to the front of my mind for a while now do i need to and go and it's get not going to be popular i'm going to tell i'm going to tell you now this isn't going to be popular with everybody um dogs i'm 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 sick of well i'm not, not so much sick of dogs i'm sick of terrible dog owners well that's fair does anyone uh, ever like terrible dog owners that's well, controversial but they're, 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 it seems to be most dog owners right now it's and it's not even well it, there it is it's it's not picking up after your dog and even worse leaving dog mess in a bag and just chucking that somewhere which is the equivalent of putting a mask on and then leaving it dangling around your chin um if you're going to go to that trouble do the last bit come on um but it's going running and mark i know you go running um where you you approach someone walking their dog either on a lead or not and sometimes and i, I don't mind i'll slow down to a to a walk if you can tell that the dogs are going to get distracted that's oh, fine okay but so many times recently like there'll be either just the dog's not under control at all um i had someone say to me the other day oh don't 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 worry won't won't bite you won't bite you um and then the dog starts chasing me and then seconds later i heard oh actually actually it might what <laughs> that's not what you want to hear Jesus, it just seems to be. I, I don't know if I, I've no idea if it's anything to do with COVID or if more people have been. I know more people have been buying pets as something that you know people could still do to cheer themselves up, I, whatever. But it just seems to be so many unruly dogs. I don't particularly like dogs. I get that people like dogs, but if you like dogs, be a responsible dog owner, don't spoil it for other people. That's good. Back, back, to, back to what Pat likes. <laughs> People. People are terrible. People really are. I just hate the general public. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the Broncos fan who lives just behind my house who's been training a puppy very strictly for the last three weeks. That's going to be a very well-behaved dog, which means I won't have to dodge it when I cycle to work, so I appreciate that. that but pe- can more people be like Pat's neighbour? Yeah, it's the exception, not the rule, absolutely. Don't support the Broncos, though. Well, I don't mind the Broncos, they're all right. They they might be about to trade for Aaron Rodgers, but we've we've covered that. Um, There we go. Let's talk about it again. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, after, after one of the longest quizzes we've ever had and some actual analysis, um, I think we're still going to come in under an hour and a half, which is quite impressive. So um, if anybody who's got this far, thanks for listening. I'm not going to commit to when we might be back. Um, Ross might be back one day. Who knows? He can't even be bothered to do them all over these days. Um, <laughs> Greg to come back and talk about his giants that might happen um but yeah in the meantime uh, <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it you never know you might have done and um, we'll catch you soon that we we get a new listener they'll think think, they'll think there's some guy called greg who's actually a giants fan i I like i also like the fact that he's he's going to listen to it expecting pelters at some stage which never really come his way and then when we just start talking about him then we segue into the giants he's going to be like about like four fifths of the way through the podcast and he'll be like so he's committed this amount of time to it to listen to the Jets analysis. We're doing the Giants. It was the most, one of the one of the most irrelevant drafts that there were. <laughs> A lot worse than the Jets. That's absolutely damn sure. Yeah, oh, I really enjoyed just breezing over the fact that the only thing that was really said about Wilson was Mark saying it's that gonna he's probably going to be a bust, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>